You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Ezekiel chapter 22, when you find that, go to Matthew chapter 3. And then when you find that, go to Romans 13. And then when you find that, go to 1 Peter 2. And it should look something like this when you, find, when you get it all, right? You got all your figures in there? <laughs> Ezekiel chapter 22. I'm here, but not all there. Amen. Can, this, can I launch off of this tonight? Is this all right? Woo! We're ready to go. We're ready to go. Ready to go. Never know. I might be down there in a minute. Come on now. Ezekiel chapter 22, and I lost all my notes. Oh, here they are. Thank God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Ezekiel chapter number 22, if you will. I want to say thank you to Brother Trevor and everybody that's here. It's been really an incredible week, hasn't it? And we've had some phenomenal preaching, some of the best I've ever heard. And thank God for these good men of God. Amen. And it has been awesome. Thank you so very much. Brother Trevor, uh, Brother Trevor is awesome. How many believe that? Amen. And I love Brother Trevor so very much. And the staff here in North Valley, everybody that's worked so hard at North Valley, I sure love everybody at North Valley. This is my kind of place. I love this place. Amen. I love all the preachers. Thank you, preachers, for preaching. It's been a great time. All the pastors and youth pastors and all of the youth, you are absolutely amazing. And I say thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. I think young people are really cool. Can I get an amen and a half? I think old people are even cooler. We just can't remember it. That's all I'm saying. It's been great seeing you all. I've loved uh, rubbing, rubbing shoulders while y'all rubbing my head. I love rubbing shoulders with y'all. What a place, what a spirit. Everywhere I go, people want to know who, who I am. <laughs> Everywhere. So many times I go someplace and they think I'm Dr. Jack Treber. <laughs> Do I look like Brother Treber? Just saying, just saying. On the sides? All right, all right. How about the back? How about right here? No, <laughs> we're going there. I was uh, someplace not too long ago. Can't remember where it was. I was someplace, and uh, they said, "Hey, Brother Treber." I'm looking all over for Brother Treber. They said they, were, they thought it was me. I said, "So sorry, man." I was in another place. I was at Brother Brown's church over here. Uh, how long ago was that, Brother Brown? May, a few weeks back, I was over there, and this lady come running up to me. My wife is sitting there right beside me. This lady comes around, and she goes, you're him. You're him. I said, no, I ain't. She said, you're him. I said, no, I ain't. She said, you are. You're him. I said, okay, I'm him. I said, who in the world are you talking about? I knew who she was talking about. She said, I listen to your radio station all the time. I said, wow, that's good, because I just listen to rock and roll. No, I just did she thought I was Brother Trevor, and you know, to this day, I never told her I wasn't. Amen! Come on now. I don't even know who that crazy lady was, but it was a fun time. Woo! How many loving Jesus? Amen? I was over at Walmart. Anybody go to Walmart? I was over at Walmart up the street here, 
And this was a few, a few weeks back when I was here for graduation, Brother Trevor. I don't know how this happens, but everywhere I go, people want to know who, who I am. I'm standing at the Walmart line, got all my groceries. My wife's standing right there, got, probably got the same suit on, you know, it's the only one I got. So I had the same suit on, standing there at the Walmart line. I was looking for a suit, they don't sell them there anymore at Walmart, but I had to, you know, sitting there standing in line. We get to the cash register, and the lady looks at me, and she goes, you look like, you look like, say it with me, you look like President Putin. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Where's my wife? Is my wife in the building here tonight? Did my wife... Usually my wife doesn't show up when I'm preaching, but is she in the building somewhere? Is my wife here? Anybody see my wife? Let me see if I can find my wife. Where, where? Everybody's pointing, pointing, pointing. Hey, oh, wait, Evan, you ain't my wife, brother. You're waving me down back here, brother. She goes, no, Roy. There she is. There's my lovely wife. Would you mind standing, sweetie pie? This is my beautiful wife, Regina. And, uh, Brother Trivia, she hasn't been here for like ever. I mean, this first time, I think, how long? Over 20 years, over 16 years, 15 years, sweetie, was the last time you were here. I, I, we flew out here 16, 15 years ago. Now, she comes out with me every other week. To, we drive in from Illinois, but we flew in this time for the youth conference, and uh, I just love her so much. But that story's true, isn't it? You were right there, weren't you? That story's true. You look like President Putin. Oh, the lady told him the same thing. <laughs> Not at Walmart? It was at Walmart. <laughs> Telling you. But anyways, so I'm going to Walmart tomorrow and see what happens. Amen? I got to see Brother Weldon. Is it okay if I talk to you for a few minutes? Everybody getting nervous already? I got to uh, talk to Brother Weldon. Where's Brother Weldon at? The guy with the beard right here? Brother Weldon, uh... <laughs> His brother works for us and is our school administrator, does a great job. And Brother Weldon is from Gethsemane Baptist Church. Anybody here from Gethsemane? And Brother Weldon said, hey, man, I used to come here and listen to you when I was a teenager. He said, man, I'm glad you're still doing this. Finish strong. I thought, brother, what do you think this is all over for me, brother? I wanted to tell him, hey, baby. I'm just getting started, amen. I'm just getting started in this thing. I was out soul winning not too long ago with our young people, and, and while we were going door to door, uh, this big guy comes standing at the door on his porch, and he comes out there, and he goes, man, what are y'all doing? I said, man, we're just out here telling people about Jesus, amen. I can usually talk people down, you know, and cool off the situation, and he said, what are y'all doing out here? I said, man, we're just coming by telling people about Jesus. That's good news. Amen, everybody. Telling somebody about Jesus. Amen. Telling somebody about Jesus. Amen. So I said, we're telling people about Jesus. He said, man, you are an old man. Tell me something I don't know. Amen. He said, man, you are an old man. What are you doing out here? I said, I came out here to tell people about Jesus. He said, man, I'm going to come down there right now, and I'm going to beat you down, man. What are you doing in here? 
I said, man, jump to my chest. We'll see who's the best in the north, south, east, and west. Come on, man. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm dumb, but I ain't stupid. Well, maybe I am. I'm not sure about that. I think I said something like, I want my mommy. I think I said something like that. But you know, here I was thinking about this, everybody. That guy said, man, what are you doing out here? He said, you're an old man. I said, I don't care if I'm an old man or not, but I want to think on this thought tonight. I don't ever want to lose my fire. I don't ever want to lose my fire. Amen. You can choose to lose it, you can cruise it, or you can snooze it. But this guy right here don't ever want to lose his fire for Jesus Christ. I don't lose my fire. Sometimes people will try to discourage us, but serving Jesus Christ is worth it all. Amen. Though you won't admit it, sometimes you'd like to quit it. It's still worth it. When it seems you're on your own and at times you feel all alone, it's still worth it. When there's no... Come on, go and getting good. Amen. When it seems you're on your own and at times you feel all alone, it's still worth it. When there's no pat on the back and some are giving you some slack, it's still worth it. When you are giving your best but it seems like so much less, it's still worth it. You're crying out to God in prayer. It may seem others don't care, but it's still worth it. You have served Jesus for many years through sorrow, pain, and tears, but it's still worth it. Amen. You boldly speak his precious name while others try to put you to shame, but it's still worth it. You may be tired while in this race, but God can still give you the grace. It's still worth it. And even though it doesn't seem the same, please get back in the game because it's still worth it. Amen. It's still worth it. If you have your Bible open, would you go to Ecclesiastes, I'm sorry, Ezekiel. We'll get you everywhere in the book. Amen. Ezekiel 22, would you stand with me? I love this little chorus. If you know it, can you sing it with me? Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power and his grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. How many know that? Hey, brother, can you hold this mic for me? Come on, brother. Thank you. Come on up here, would you? Let's sing it one more time. Can you sing a, a tenor part? Let's sing it again. Come on, everybody. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power and his grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Oh, you're doing good. Hey, you know what, everybody? I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you tonight, you don't have to lose your fire. You don't have to stop liking this. 
Hey, you know what? They tried to shut us down for a couple years, but we're back. Hey, man, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. One more time. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power and his grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. How many know that? How many have felt God's presence here this week? How many know God's here? If you're here tonight and you've never asked Jesus to be your Savior, you don't know if you were to die right now, don't leave home. Don't leave home without Jesus. Amen. Don't go home without Jesus. One more time, surely. I want you to sing it out with your whole heart now. The presence of the Lord. Come on, come on, come on. I can feel his power. You got it. And his grace. I can hear the brush angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Thank you so much, Brother Brown. Ezekiel chapter 22. I'm going to give you just two verses, but I'll give you some more in just a minute. How many love Jesus? Can you say amen? amen. Mm, how many love being here? Can you say amen? amen? Woo! Having a time. Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse number 30. Would you read this verse with me out loud? Ready, begin. And I saw for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the lad that I should not destroy, but I found none. Verse number 31 says, Therefore have I poured out mine indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. Tonight I want to preach on this subject for two and a half hours. I'm going to go ahead and preach. You all go home. I'm going to keep preaching except for those three crazy people who said amen. <laughs> I want to preach on this subject tonight. Who is the Lord? Who is the Lord? He's still the Lord of all. Who is the Lord? He's still the Lord of all. You know, Jesus has never lost a battle yet. Amen. Woo! He ain't never lost. Hallelujah. Hey, you know what? Who is the Lord? He's still the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. It doesn't matter what the government does. It doesn't matter what the economy does. It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter. He's still the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Can I tell you something, everybody? When it looks like it's out of control, when it looks like there's no, no hope for tomorrow, can I tell you? He's still the King of Kings. He's still the Lord of Lords. And I want you to know, let me tell you something. We have nothing to worry about. Amen. Who is the Lord? He's still the Lord of all. 
Father, I pray now that you'll bless our time together. Thank you so very much for this incredible crowd. Dear Lord, I would pray that you touch us with your presence. Dear God, it would be a sad thing to think that somebody would be in this place. And dear God, they would leave this place without Jesus. And dear God, I would pray that you speak to all of our hearts tonight. And dear God, I know how you have talked to me in the quiet place. I know how you have been with me while I've been alone. And dear God, I say thank you. I would pray now that you'll bless this crowd. Dear God, thank you that we can come to a conference so well prepared and so well prayed over. And dear God, I would pray that as we get ready to leave, Lord, this Thursday, that we'd go home different. Dear God, that we'd be able to take this conference with us. And dear God, that we'd be able to make a difference when we get back to our hometown. And Lord, I want to give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. And amen. Thank you. Remain standing for the rest of the message. You know how it feels. Please be seated. Amen. How many of y'all crazy? Amen. You know, we live in a time like no other in our lifetime. Israel was facing the very judging hand of God because of their sin and turning from the one and true God that loved them that picked them out, had chosen them. And God explains how all of this could have been avoided. And it always seems in this lifetime, throughout the Word of God, that God always has a remnant of people. I think as we sit here in this house today that it may look like it's out of control, but I thank God that there's still a remnant and you came to Youth Conference 2022. We live in a time like there's no other. We call evil good and we call good evil. I was in the parking lot the other day and I saw a bumper sticker that said, pray for America. Can I say that it's okay to still pray for America? Yes. I said it's okay to still pray for America. Yes. I was traveling through O'Hare Airport. Anybody ever been there? Traveling through O'Hare Airport the other day. As I was traveling through there, I needed to use the facilities. And as I went to find the facilities, I looked up on the sign. I saw the guy's sign. I saw the girl's sign. And then I saw a new sign that I had never seen before. It said, all genders. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It said, all genders. And on half of it, it had a lady in a dress. And then the other half, it had a guy with a pair of pants on. It was half and half. Can I tell you something, everybody? That's not from God. Yeah. Not from God. And so that's why tonight my heart is heavy for all of us in this place. I remember seeing a sign one time that said, normal isn't coming back. How many have ever heard that? Normal isn't coming back. But the sign said, normal isn't coming back, but Jesus is. One day up in heaven, the Savior said goodbye. As he started on his journey, the holy angels cried. He turned his face to his father, and, and this they heard him say, Mankind owes a debt below that only I can pay. But I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be gone for a little while, but one day I'm coming back. I'll be back. As he started on his journey, Jesus told his men, you'll see the son betrayed there and there I'll be condemned. You'll see them mock me and curse me. You'll see me crucified. You'll see me suffer in agony and there you'll see me die. Oh, 
but I'll be back. I'll be back just a few short days and I'll be back. After they laid my sweet Jesus in the tomb, he got up and took a trip down below, showed the devil that he had lost the battle for man's soul. Well, I believe that as he took the keys, he looked the devil right in the eye and said, the grave could not hold me. I'm headed back for glory. So devil, just keep this in mind that I'll be back, I'll be back, I'll be gone for a little while, but one day I'm coming back, I'll be back. And then one day on the hillside as Jesus rose up in the clouds, the words he spoke came flooding back to some young men in the crowd. He said, I go to prepare a place, but I'll be back again. I'm going to take my people to a land where joy shall never end, but I'll be back, I'll be back, I'll be gone for a little while, but one day I'm coming back. I'll be back. Oh, I hope you're ready to meet the ch meet me, church, because one day I'm coming back. I'll be back. Christians, don't lose faith, because I'll be back. Can I say everybody in this house tonight, Jesus is coming back. Amen. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Who is the Lord? He's still the Lord over all. In our text, if you look at verse number 23, the Bible says, And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto her, Thou art the land that is not cleansed nor reigned upon in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion raving the prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Her priests have violated my law and have profaned mine holy things. They have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean and have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths. And I am profaned among them. Her princes in the midst thereof are like wolves raving in the prey to shed blood and to destroy souls to get dishonest gain. And her prophets have daubed them with untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining lies unto them, saying, Thus saith the Lord God, when the Lord hath not spoken, the people of the land have used oppression and exercised robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. The Bible says, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Number one, I'm going to give you three thoughts and we'll head to the, we'll head to the pizza parlor tonight. Amen. Number one, I want you to notice the sovereign remedy, the sovereign remedy, the sovereign remedy. I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land. This was almighty God looking for a man to make up the difference. This was almighty God saying, that if there is someone that would listen to what I'm saying, I will not destroy the land. This is not a remedy from a man or a king, but from the sovereign king of kings and the Lord of lords, my friends. Let me say something to everybody tonight. Can I tell you something to everybody? The world looks wild and crazy, doesn't it? The world looks wild and crazy. Can I get an amen in the house? Anybody alive? Anybody alive back here? The world looks wild and crazy, doesn't it? The world looks wild and crazy. But can I tell you something that God has always given us a sovereign remedy, my friend. Uh, hey, you know something? In this generation, my dear friends, there's got to be somebody that would dare say, God, I'm going to take you at your word, and I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to answer the call to be that man, to stand in the gap. I want to be that man. How about you, my friend? Sovereign remedy. The sovereign remedy. God has always given us sovereign remedy. Anybody in this house born again, can you say Amen. God gave us a sovereign remedy. You and I are bound for hell. 
But thank God we accepted Jesus Christ and the payment that he made on the cross. And the Bible says because we did that, he gave us a place in heaven and he's coming back. Amen. The sovereign remedy. I was with a man in our church. He had gone on a canoe trip with his brother. He had gone on a canoe trip with his brother every year for a multitude of years. He left and went on a special canoe trip with his brother down the Buffalo River. The Buffalo River is somewhere in Arkansas, Kansas, Missouri area. And he went down to that river. They took off the first day and it was a good day. The second day they took off, there was a storm that came in. So they waited the storm out. And then the next day, they took off down that river again. Right after the storm had come in, these guys were experts in the canoe. They knew exactly what they were doing. A man of my church, he's sitting in the very back of the canoe. His brother sitting in the front of the canoe. His brother was doing all the fishing because he likes to fish. Anybody in here a fisherman? Can I hear an amen out there? Well, that's two people, all right. No fishing in California, amen. So the man in the front was a fisherman. My church member was in the back. He was the paddler. He said that they turned by this hairpin curve. And when they came around this little hairpin curve, they all of a sudden saw raging rapid waters. And both of them let out a cry. Oh, no! As they hit those waters, within an instant, they both flew out of that canoe. Both of them did. As the guy in the back, our church member, was looking, he looked for his brother, couldn't find him. And about 25 feet away, he yelled out his name. And when he yelled out his name, his brother came out of the water and he said these words, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. And those were the last words that our church member heard his brother say, I'm in trouble. He went down the river and couldn't find his brother anywhere. He went past fishermen. The rescue boats even came by. When the rescue boats came by, he was trying to get their attention, and they wouldn't even give it to him. They just waved back at him, and he was trying to get their attention to help rescue his brother. As he went down the river, he, he got his canoe over there, and he dumped the rest of the water out of that canoe. He got down, he got down in that canoe. He's traveling down the river trying to find his brother. It went into nighttime. He couldn't find his brother. Went into the next day and couldn't find his brother. It went into the third day and they finally found his brother. 15 miles down the river, he was found by a fisherman and he had lost his life. As that man sat in my office, I talked to him and I said, tell me a little bit about that if you can. He said, Pastor Mark, he said, if I could, he said, I would ask God that it would have been me, that it would have been me, that it would have been me that would have died and not my brother. 
I said, why? He said, because I don't know. I don't know if my brother knew Jesus. He said, I had witnessed to him many times, but I don't know if my brother knew Jesus. He said, I would have changed places with him because I'm heaven bound. I'm ready to go. He said, but I'd give anything in this world to change places with my brother. He said, I wish it would have been me. Can I say, my dear friends, today, God has a remedy. You don't have to leave this place, place without Jesus Christ. If you're sitting here, you've never been saved. Can I tell you something, my dear friends? It's for your own good. It's for the glory of God so that you don't have to die and go to hell. God has given us a sovereign remedy, my friends. I can just imagine. Can you imagine if there would have been that man to stand in the gap? Can you imagine if things would have changed? Can you imagine if it would have been different? How many believe God says in his word and he means what he says? Can you say amen? How many believe God's word is true? He said, I saw for a man the sovereign remedy. The Bible says unto me, in Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. 2 Chronicles 20, 17 says, Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. God has always had the remedy, but are we willing to obey? 2 Chronicles 7, 14, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Can I say, my dear friends, I wonder if there's anybody in this house, man or woman, boy or girl, old person, young person, that says, I'm willing, I'll be that man to stand in the gap for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll be that man. Oh, the sovereign remedy. When I see old glory waving in a schoolyard, children laugh and play and learn what's right. I remember those who fought to forge our freedoms and those who'd rather die than lose the fight. But today it seems we take it all for granted, and it's easier to blame and criticize. But I, for one, will stand and pray for healing in our land today. I still believe that freedom is worth the price. I still believe we're the last hope of liberty. I still believe in the promise of the land I love. And I'm not ashamed to say I pledge allegiance still today. I still believe in America. When I think about the future of this nation, I wonder if the torch will still burn bright. And the future generations will remember and defend and honor her with all their might. But I believe that the faith of our fathers is a cornerstone that made our nation great. And we will stand for centuries. We, we will fall down on our knees. I still believe by faith it's not too late. America, America, God set his grace on thee and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. And I'm not ashamed to say I pledge allegiance still today. I still believe in America. I still believe in America. I wonder tonight if there's somebody that would answer that call and be that man or be that lady that will stand in the gap before him for the land that he would not destroy it. The sovereign remedy. Secondly, I want you to know this is a serious result. The sovereign remedy. But I want you to know this is a serious result. Would you read verse 30 out loud again? If you have it, please begin. And I saw it for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Let's say it one more time, nice and loud this time. Ready, begin. And I saw it for a man among them 
that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it. But I found none. The serious result, my friend, is that he said, if I can't find a man, I will destroy it. I wonder today if in America, the United States of America, how many love America? Can you say amen? amen? America, God has blessed our land. God has been good to us. I wonder tonight, I wonder tonight if that God could find somebody that says, I'm going to be serious about serving God. I'm going to be serious about going to God. I'm going to be serious about standing before God for the people, for the land. Can I tell you, my dear friends, I wonder if God would hold back his judgment on America. I wonder if God would pull back a, a little while and give us a space of grace. I wonder if there's somebody that would notice there's a serious result that God said if he couldn't find somebody that he's going to destroy the land. Oh, I wonder tonight, my dear friends, I wonder tonight, my dear friends, is there a young man that will answer the call? Is there a young lady that will answer the call? Is there somebody, an old man, a young man, a youth pastor, a youth pastor's wife, a pastor, that would say, I'm going to answer the call. I'll be that person. The result was serious. I truly believe God's looking for a man in America. Has anyone looked around in our nation in 2022? Does anyone know what the world is calling the month of June? They say that now stores in America now having sections of clothing for the group of LGBTQT. Have you heard that? They have their own section of clothing. Do you think this is what God had planned for America? I wonder if there's somebody tonight that would say, I'd be willing, I'd be willing to stand in the camp. I'd be that man to stand for the land. Let me say something to my dear friends. It's not over until the king says it's over, my friend. It's not over, it's not over, it's not over till the king says it's over. I think he's still looking for somebody. I think he's still looking for a man. I think he's still looking for a woman. I think he's still looking for a child, a mama, a papa that would say, I'll be willing to do what it takes. Somebody once said that the average Christian spends less than five minutes a day in prayer. The greatest need that we have in our land is to go back to God. God, to get back on our knees and say, dear God, we repent and we're coming home. Coming home. I wonder if somebody would say, I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to quit. Lord, you've deceived me. You know this one. Oh, Lord, you've done me wrong. I've been out here preaching faithfully. Seems like you've left me all alone. So I said, I'll not speak or mention your name at all, but your word is like a fire burning in my bones. I can't quit when there's a fire burning in my soul. Sometimes I want to lay it down. He gives me strength to carry on. I know while on this battlefield, sometimes we'll face defeat, but I can't quit. When there's a fire burning in me, is somebody in this auditorium tonight burning with the fire of God in your bones? So many are quitting, they're laying down the sword. They've grown weary in this battle, we are fighting for our Lord. But when I think of what he did on the cross of Calvary, I take up the bloodstained banner and march with the redeemed. I can't quit when there's a fire burning in my soul. Sometimes I want to lay it down. He gives me strength to carry on. I know while on this battlefield, sometimes we'll face defeat, but I can't quit when there's a fire burning in me. I would ask tonight, is there anybody that would say, dear God, don't ever let the fire go out in me. I want you to notice lastly the sad response. 
the sad response, the sovereign remedy, the sad response. Would you look at verse 30 and 31 again? The Bible says, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. Therefore have I poured out mine indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. Their own way have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord God. The Bible says, God says, I found. I found. I found. I found. I found. I hope that's not true in this house tonight. I'll guarantee you. There's a youth pastor here tonight or a youth pastor's wife tonight or a pastor here tonight. You felt like quitting, laying down the sword. You felt like giving up because you're not seeing what you think. Can I say keep on the firing line, my friend? Keep on the firing line. A sad response. But I found none. But I found none. Is God looking for someone tonight in this auditorium but can't find anybody? March of 1964, there was a girl named Kitty Genovese, I believe her name was. She was coming home from work one night in the city of New York, 1964. While she was coming home that night, she said she heard footsteps running close to her in the dark of the night. All of a sudden, she felt a man tackle her and began to beat her. She screamed, help, help, help. And as she screamed for help, nobody responded. That man took a knife out of his side and plunged it into that lady. She still had enough in her to say, I've been stabbed. I've been stabbed. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. And she cried in the night. And they said that there were 38 people that looked on. There were 38 people that watched it take place. There were 38 people that did nothing. There were 38 people. Nobody called the police. There were 38 people. Nobody stood up. Nobody came down to help her. Out of 38 witnesses, nobody came to the rescue. I wonder tonight if this group here, probably the greatest group in all the United States of America, I wonder if this house tonight, if anybody can hear America crying, saying, I need help. Somebody help me. 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 I wonder if the answer is going to be, but I found none. But I found none. But I found none. Could it be your youth group tonight? I say, we'll be that youth group. I'll be that man. Even if my whole youth group doesn't, I'll be that man. I want you to listen to this song. You can come to the altar if you'd like. But it was about 20 years ago, I was preaching at a little camp with about 40 people there in a place called Dixon, Illinois. Dixon, Illinois, the Holy Land. So I was preaching there, not knowing who would show up. And this man right here, this man right here showed up, Brother Brown. 
Brother Brown sang special numbers, and then he sat right in the back row. I don't even know if you got as, as close. I think you were as far back as you could get. I don't even remember. And that night, I played this song, and this is the song I want to answer. Have you an answer to tonight? It's called Watchmen. Where are the watchmen? Can you hear their cries? Can you hear their cries in the city? Can you hear America cry out tonight? Maybe some of you young men would like to come and flood this altar and say, dear God, I want to be that man. I want to be that man. Maybe some young lady tonight would like to come and say, I'll be a young lady. I'll go home and start this all up for my youth group. I want to be that man. I want to be that man. I want to be that young lady. I'll be that one. I want to stand in the gap for the land tonight. Let me tell you something, youth pastor. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. You know, before I ever preached that youth camp, I went through a time in my life where I wanted to quit and walk away from God. But he took me to that little camp, and Joseph Brown walked the aisle and said, I'll be that man. I'll be that man. I'll be that man. I want to pray with you if you're at the altar. I want to pray with you in just a minute. You can stay here. I want to pray with you in just a minute. that call tonight is there a young man tonight that would say I I feel God's called me to preach would you come up here and shake my hand I'll have somebody help you is there somebody here tonight that would say pastor God's calling me to preach tonight I believe God's called me to preach tonight would you come up here shake my hand tell brother Trevor tell brother flood I want to be that preacher I believe God's calling me to preach the gospel
Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.